Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello and welcome to our very exciting bonus episode, reminiscing on all things Love Island. It was a sizzling return to the villa this summer, so we thought we'd compile some of our favourite interviews with past Islanders to celebrate what has been a drama-filled year. In this episode, you'll hear all the best bits from this year's Islanders, including Jake Cornish and Sharon Gafka, as well as throwing it right back to 2019 with winner Amber Gill and catching up with Series 4 contestants Jack Fowler and Georgia Steele too. We're also joined by our lovely co-host Brooke Oden for a couple of interviews as well, so listen out to those. This is one firecracker of an episode, so if you're hooked on all things Love Island like we are, then you're in the right place. We have our first guest ready to come in. So shall we get Georgia Steele in the room? Let's do it. Hello. Hello, Georgia. How are you, my love? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I've got to say, you're looking very, very sophisticated. I'm loving the new hair and the new look. Oh, thank you. Oh, Bob's, I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. I know, so long, so long. Well, I think, when did I last? It must have been just before the lockdown when I saw you um, in Brentwoods. Yeah. At Corrin's. What were we doing in Brentwood? At Corrin's flat, weren't we? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you've that been was, keeping um... on right, though. You're keeping yourself busy. You've got a lot going on, haven't you? Yeah, I love doing, like, my influencing and shooting now. Like, that's what I like to focus on more than, like... I like it because I feel like sometimes with doing reality and stuff, there's a fine line between private life and work. Mm. And I think, for me... I like the separation of like my life and work. So like doing influencing and like doing campaigns and stuff. I love because you go to work or you'll get you get your picture and then and then you go home and it there's no there's it there's a, a big like there's a fact there's a line between work and going home. Whereas I feel like sometimes when you do telly and stuff, it can be a little bit difficult. But I'd never say like no to to more telly I think I would just I'd be mindful of what I would do now I think defo so you're not ruling out more reality tv but it's not your number one priority is what you're saying yeah yeah exactly that Bob exactly that absolutely both obviously can't have you on the show and not talk about Love Island yes Love Island how do you look back at your time in the village I mean does it feel like forever ago yeah when I think of Love Island, it's mad for me because I was such a baby in there. Like, I think I went on there at 19, um, came out, I think I was 19, 20. And wow, I was such a baby. But I'm so grateful that I got that opportunity so young because... I've learned so much, like, the past three years, probably what an average person would probably learn in around 10 years of their lifetime. And I feel really lucky at 23 to, like, have what I have and and, um, have the knowledge I have behind me, made some amazing friends along the way. Um, But, yeah, for me, that just feels like an absolute lifetime ago. But... There's Amazing been a lot happening well. in the world. There's been a lot happening in the world between now and Yes, now. <laughs> a lot has happened. So we have got the lovely Love Islander couple, Naz and Eva. Let's get them in and have a chat. Hello, hello. Hi. 
Hello, guys. All right? Yes, thank you. You? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this evening. No, thank oh, you for having nice. us. Do you know what's weird? Um, I've watched uh, <laughs> Towie. Last night, I made him watch Towie. He's not watching Yeah, it. <laughs> I'm a little bit starstruck now. <laughs> I didn't Bob, realize Bobby was going to be interviewing us. Bob, Bob just realised that he actually has his Love Island bottle uh, just to the know, side I've, of him. I've so got my, my bottle with the water in, but I, I've lost the top bit. Oh, no oh, way. No. Well, I see, I see what, what kind of strings I can pull for you, Bobby. Did you keep yours, by the way, when you left the villa? Oh, yeah, we've got everything. We've got a suitcase, our water bottle. I, I literally lug my suitcase to and from Eva's literally every week. It's a bit so. embarrassing. It's like he's walking on the road and it's like he's got a sun on his forehead. Everyone, I was on Love Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah look at me, look at me. <laughs> How funny, I love it. So I wanted to ask you guys, because we always say, like, I, I feel so sorry for you guys almost that did the winter version because you came out the villa and had such a short window before we went into this pandemic. How have you found that? Because you must have lost so many opportunities that you could have had. I think we've lost a lot of opportunities in some ways. But I think in other ways, it's made our relationship probably stronger. I think like, if you look at like the stats over like the series of Love Island, like a lot of people or most couples break up. And yeah. from our series, like most couples, I think every couple is still together. So, I think in a lot of ways, like it's made people's relationships stronger. I guess with like financial things, maybe people have missed out on a lot of opportunities. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I think speaking of opportunities, I think for myself, I wanted to come out of Love Island and go into presenting and stuff like that. And now that things are starting to open up again, I have seen opportunities again, like some doors have opened up. I've started to do celebrity esports, which is like a gaming. Oh, cool. um, I had like literally, so I was hosting it, me and my co-host Tom Deacon. Oh, amazing. And we had, I, on my first day I had Jimmy Carr, Joel Dummett, who were obviously people who were presenters and comedians. I was honestly shitting myself. <laughs> like, I told them, throw me in at the deep end and I'll tell you, I was so close to drowning. It was unbelievable, <laughs> but I made it through. And yeah, like I said, so in terms of opportunities, I think now that things are starting to open up, um, yeah, like, I think the main thing is you got to love Ireland to find love. Exactly. Was, like you said, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but how surprising is that? I didn't realise their mods that actually the most successful couples have come from the winter one. And also, although there might have been events and red carpet things you've missed, I think social media is such a big thing now, mm-hmm. like through through posts and what people can do online. That's probably outweighed it as well. Yeah, I'd say um, in terms of events and whatnot, I think that's how you you end up meeting new people, you network. It is a great way to obviously meet people. And I think you can bounce off each other's following. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, you know, maybe I might have bumped into you, Bobby, at one of these events um, or something like that. We would have bounced off each other, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense, yeah, you've missed out. But as you said, like social media is, to be fair, like, it's been a great source of like income, obviously it's basically yeah. a job for us at this point. And I think in other ways as well, it's sort of given us an opportunity to step back, work out what we want to do and give us yeah. some time to sort of adjust to like this new life. Because obviously, yeah. like before I went in, I had like 2000 followers on Instagram. Like I didn't do any influence or anything. So I think it just gave me time to like think about how I would do it, what I want to do and, and just stuff like that. And, and kind of like you said, it's it's been really good for, for your relationship because you kind of... Um, it people weren't 100% sure what was going on for a little while, right? And then you kind of came out and kind of confirmed it all and, and you guys are going strong. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone was just as confused as I was. Oh, uh... God, so I knew you were going to say something. 
nothing like this. Honestly, he's literally just showing off. Like, he's literally just showing off. I am showing off a little bit. But yeah, like, I think, you know, we only knew each other for 10 days whilst we're in the villa. And obviously for the majority of the couples, I said this from day one, you only get to see people in like a finite amount of mm-hmm. scenarios and situations, you know. I think for me, especially, it was quite PG being in front of the whole nation, you know, knowing that my mum's watching, there's only a certain <laughs> amount of things you can say and do yeah. on the show, uh, putting it politely. <laughs> um, so yeah, like obviously, <laughs> so obviously now that like, as I said, I only knew Eve for 10 days and then after it's like, that's when you actually start to build a proper relationship, yeah. you know, whether it's actually going to work on the outside you know logistically I know Eva hates it when I say that that's you know, a, a long story why I hate it when he says why, why 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 go on tell us tell, tell us, us the story, oh, babe. Right, I'll tell the story thank okay. you very much <laughs> so obviously I joined in Castro Moor and it was basically there was a time where I think they even showed this on tv where I think I even asked I don't know how I got the balls to ask this but I was like to Naz who are you sort of feeling out of these girls and he like had the audacity to like not even say my name he like pointed his water bottle at me and then pointed his water bottle at a girl that was next to me who was Scottish. So me and this Scottish girl were both going after Naz. And then Naz basically said that he was leaning more towards me because I'm more local to him. And I thought the audacity. <laughs> I thought the audacity. That <laughs> is, I mean, not because I'm beautiful, that. not because I'm smart, not because I'm intelligent, because <laughs> I'm from Bromley. You're, near, you're nearby. <laughs> <laughs> It might I mean, depends. Like logistics is a massive thing. Like obviously, I agree. I, I was trying to keep her on her toes. Like in all honesty, you were the only girl. You know, I'll admit that. Uh, I right here, right now, But you know, logistics. Like, as in, if you were to live, like, let's say, two hours away from me during this lockdown period, like, there would have been, it would have been very, very difficult to, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, stay in touch with you, especially after knowing you for ten days. Yeah, yeah geography helps. Yeah. I think when you're in there, it's like you don't think of certain things that you would sort of do on the outside. Like, obviously, we didn't have each other's numbers. So, and I'm very much a texter. Like, I'm always on my phone. I like to, like, text a lot of people. And when we came out, I realised that Naz wasn't. And then after going to lockdown, it was almost <laughs> like, I wanted to message him 24-7, but I also didn't want to be like a beg. He's not really been someone that's, like, been obsessed with their phone. So that was a bit of, like, a... Yeah, I like to live in the real world. That's my excuse. I just like to live my life, you know. I like when I see her, it's all happy days. But to be fair, like I was awful on my phone in a sense. I wasn't great at texting, wasn't great at phone calls as well. Like when I like, I hated having phone calls and stuff. Unless it's an emergency, I just tell people don't bother dialing my phone so I won't pick up. <laughs> um, again, which is awful. But even like I FaceTimed her right the first lockdown, especially because we didn't see each other for like three months. So it's like we I had to rely on FaceTime to see Eva and now we face something like every day, so I'm a changed man. So yeah. thank you for that, Eva. You really uh, made me a good man. That'll help you out in the long term, eh? You know, you better get used to using your phone now that social life is coming back, you know? Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Um, how have you found the, the, the lockdown and stuff? Do you think that kind of pushed you closer together and kind of made it more, I mean, like I said, you, you waited a little while before it became official, right? But yeah, how, did it, mean- how did it affect it? At this point, I can't really get rid of her, to be honest. I don't think we'll be any closer if we tried. Like. so annoying. I think at first, it was a bit of a struggle because we were just getting to really know each other and then we went into lockdown. So I think, obviously, for the first week of lockdown, like, you're still trying to keep up the communication and still trying to keep things going. But then you get two months online, you're just saying, is this a bit of a force? Like, not mm. that I didn't... Not that I yeah, didn't no, no, it's, it's like... You know, in a sense of this is where it's a heart grow fonder when we eventually met up. But yeah. when you don't see when you don't see someone for three months, it's like you actually forget what 
what they were like, you know, what yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Their presence, especially after only knowing her for about, mm. I'd say, a month before going to three month lockdown. So I knew you in lockdown for longer than I knew you as actual, I don't yeah. know if that makes sense. On fa- you knew me more on FaceTime than in real yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. So it was quite difficult in that sense. But as I said, like the second we met up, I was like, oh my God, like, I remember exactly why I really yeah. liked this girl. And then I think after like, a fi- like, finally, after like 10 years of making our relationship official, I think the second <laughs> lockdown and then the third lockdown, no shade by the way, I think the second <laughs> lockdown and the third lockdown made us go closer because now you're staying at mine and like basically the whole of lockdown, weren't you? Yeah. Um, so then I think obviously after being like in a proper relationship, after knowing, like getting to know each other, it then made us stronger. But I think the first lockdown was, it could have gone either way for us, couldn't it? So you two are like couple goals. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I love, because I think the best is yet to come for you two. I, I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Like, we do talk a lot about, like, the future and, like, what we want. And as now said, because obviously we've been locked down for, like, the whole of our relationship, we've not been able to do things that we would love to do. And in a way, it's been quite nice because we can look forward to it, like, go travelling, move in together. Like, we, we want to go to so many places, don't we? Yeah. So... I think in the politest way, it's probably been, like... Like the worst kind of period, if that makes sense, as in that like, we've been in the up. No, no, in, like, as in, like, <laughs> in the world, <laughs> you mean? Like, no, no. What I mean is like, as in we've just we've been in a pandemic. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, like we're still yeah. together and still like quite lovey dovey. I feel like we're still in the honeymoon phase. Oh, oh, oh that's sweet. Uh, yeah, it's quite softy. I don't know why I'm being really softy actually today. No, I don't know why because I said we were yeah. in the honeymoon phase a few weeks ago. He was like, "Oh, we're well out." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just said it to wind her up, but obviously. Um, <laughs> But like I said, I feel like there's a lot of exciting things. Like the best, as you said, yeah. probably like the best is still yet to come. Theo Campbell from Love Island. I think Theo's here. Let's get him in. Let's go. Hello, hello. <laughs> All right, Theo. Oh, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> oh, <you're- laughs> I've just finished go-karting. Sorry, I had to jump in the car. <laughs> I'm around the corner because it's too loud. How's it all going, mate? Oh, uh, yeah, good, good, good. I, I won, so that's the important part. <laughs> that's all that matters. Sun's out, shades out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You have a nice bankology, mate. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's my it's my mum's 50th birthday, so um, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> that's not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I forgot. That's why That's why I'm, I'm a bit late now. I'm like, oh, my God, like, blah, 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 rushing around. But, yeah, oh, you know, it's been a good one. Her. Theo, gotta ask you, how's fatherhood treating you? Uh, do you know what? I wasn't expecting it at first, and I was, I've was. i always said, you know what I mean? I, I was going to wait till I was 35, 36, and then this, you know, knockout three in a row. But it's, <laughs> that, it's, it's, it's not as scary as I thought. I thought it was the hardest thing in the world, the scariest thing, the biggest thing. It is the biggest thing, but it's not It's not that hard. It's, it's not that scary, you know? So what would you enjoy- say... What would you say is the best thing about fatherhood for you right now? The best thing, what is it? I guess it's the baby, I guess. I think that's, that's <laughs> the number one. And it's ma- like making them laugh. Mm. Um, yeah, like like little things like, you know, wake up in the morning and he's there just staring at you, waiting for you to wake up, making little noises, trying to wriggle about. <laughs> little sweet, little sweet things like that. Little things I never even thought about before, you know. ITV have just dropped the the new promo for Love Island starting. Will you be watching it? Really? Uh, wait, what today? I think yeah. I think yesterday. Just oh, I, I haven't dropped. seen it. I haven't watched TV in ages. <laughs> I need to look at that. <laughs> Too well, busy. I was watching. 
Yeah, yeah we we'll watched the new series. It'll be, do you know what? I think you know, with it, you know, it skipped a season. You know, it was getting, it was getting a bit samey. You know, even though the viewers are good, you know, if you you've been it for ages, it was getting a bit. It, uh, you get to a point in all shows where you know people know what they're getting. What's gonna happen? Yeah. People, people going on know what mm-hmm. they're gonna get afterwards. What they got to do is you know do this and that and the other. You know, they, you know, they, they're laughing afterwards. You know. So when they get when it when shows get to that stage, you know the the you know the um you know the people going on how genuine they are, yeah, and or, or not even that, but how self aware they mm-hmm. of the actions that they're, they're more self aware. I think you know I think my season season three was like the tipping point where like, like people being self aware what you get. You know most of us who went on didn't know about PAs, yeah, you know, the Instagram stuff, everything mm-hmm. happened after. I thought it was just a go on and then whatever after. You know don't have the expectation of it mm. um, when now you know you, then season four and season five you know you know, they know exactly what's going to happen you know, you know yeah. if i do this if i stay for this long if i hook up yeah. with someone you know I mean, it, hook up with someone it's just gonna make that relationship <laughs> yeah you know if I, if I stay with them for a few months you know i'm gonna get people know this now isn't it everyone knows this now it's yeah, everyone's clued up to it ain't they yeah 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 so trying to filter out the real from the from the people who are just, uh, you know, I, I, this is what I want, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think very few people going to the villa now actually looking for love? Is it more like a, a business opportunity? Do you think? Yeah, I think definitely now. Definitely, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, that that's where the scale tips towards. You know, the business yeah. chance, the business opportunities, everything that comes with it, rather than finding actual love. Mm-hmm. But you know, because because it's such a unique experience, you know, if you do meet someone on there, you know, it's better than meeting them in in, in everyday the everyday yeah. world. You know, it's more special. It's it's very rare situation. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, some people if you if you do fall in love with that, then yeah, you know, it's it's, it's probably you know more powerful than it is out here but you know it comes with you know different set of problems but Absolutely. yeah if it happens it happens but people you know they, i think they go in if it happens it happens rather than you know really putting their heart into it yeah mm-hmm. they think oh you know what? i'm gonna get the business opportunities then i'll do what i want rather than love and then the business opportunities after do you guys from series three have like a whatsapp group Nah, man, everyone's rogue <laughs> for my season, you know what I mean? Everyone went off and doing, done their own thing. Well, I think there's other seasons kind of stuck together a bit closer. Because everyone was like their own little, you know what I mean? They had their own little, sh- 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 their own little thing going on. Um, so, nah, there's no WhatsApp group. <laughs> no. <laughs> if there is, I'm not in it. You're not in it. <laughs> Which oh. wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, thank you so much for joining us, Theo, mate. You're a star. Thank you, Theo. Uh, all right, wicked guys. I'm glad to glad to be back. I remember last time, uh, last time on the show, I was I just broke up Kaz. Maybe uh, two days, two days before, and people thought, yeah, I broke up with her, and then and then I called you guys to come and go on the show and talk about you're it. Lying. You know, like, you're lying. Like a clout chaser. Obviously, it's planned. Isn't it? These things are planned weeks in advance, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like, everyone was like, you're so gay. Like, what are you doing that for? Like, such a flipping loser thing to do. I was like, oh. <laughs> God's sake. I was like, I didn't plan it, but it looks that way. Oh. It is what it uh, is. Yeah. Love Island's uh, Sharon Gafka. She's here. Let's get her in. Hello. Hi, Sharon. Hello, babe. Thanks for joining us this evening. It's great That's to fun. chat with you. Thanks for having me. How is life treating you? Um, it's, you know what, actually? I was like, I thought it was, it was really calm. Um, not as busy as normal. 
life and then I went to the races on the weekend and yeah that kind of like smacked me in the face a little bit so um (laughs) in what way in what way you know I think it was a place where a lot of people were and um you know people were in a good mood taking lots of pictures and as soon as you see somebody that you have seen on tv everybody wants a photo of you so you know because I'm from a small town it's only ever really I only ever really remember that I was on a really big show when I'm in London right um but then that was yeah completely different level (laughs) How have you found everything? So I'm guessing until once you leave the film, it's not till you get to guessing the airport that when people have obviously been fans of the show, they're there. Is that when you kind of first realise what life is like post Love Island? Um, I think because of the like travel situation, because there's not that many people in the airport, it wasn't so bad. I think I had like a couple of people um, come up to you in the airport. I mean, we, they, we were given these Love Island masks, right? So if that didn't make it more obvious. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I did have a couple of people in the airport and then I, you know, had to quarantine for five days. So, um, you know, I, I completely forgot about it. I was at home. And obviously no one was bothering me because I lived by myself. And then, um, yeah, it wasn't really until I got out into the public that like back in the UK, that was a bit of a thing. Um, you know, a couple of people here and there, and then Brad and I went for lunch in Covent Garden, and it started to become like swarms of people. Um, because Brad is also from a small, small town, he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he was like, Could you do something? I was like, Probably not, no. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine what that must be like the first time. Do you you get scared, or is it just kind of like you just kind of like this is going to be fine and you know, breathe through it kind of thing? I don't know. Do you know what? Um, I actually I haven't been scared up until actually probably about an hour before this um for this conversation. There was a group of girls that I walked past that were coming out of the train station, partially followed me home, and messaged Ooh. me on Instagram saying um, they were in a field near my house, being like, "Where are you? We're looking for you." Because they wanted to get a photo, but I was like, "You're, you're too close to my house for comfort." Um, so yeah, I, I haven't been scared up until that point. So. Yeah, luckily they can't find me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's a bit weird. Yeah, and there's nothing. That's yeah, and that's one of those things that kind of yeah must. What's the word? Like just kind of discombobulate you a bit. It just makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, a little bit. And my younger brother looks quite similar to me as well. Um, and I think if you know who I am, like because it's a small town, if you know who I am, yeah. you know everyone's sibling, so you'd know my brother. And I just worry about him walking around as well, just as much as me. So. Um, I was like, kind of just be careful if you're coming over to my house today. <laughs> Very um, exciting teenagers outside somewhere. How are you finding the troll now? I know you've recently spoke about you've been getting death threats online. Yeah, I think, you know, I, I found that, um, you know, as a woman with a lot of opinions and a lot to say for herself, that you probably do attract a lot more trolling. Um, I think because of things that I've either said in, said in the villa, things I've spoken about since leaving and you know per- certain characteristics about me probably attracted more more trolling um I think do you know what most of the death threats have actually come from children people under oh, the age really? of 16 yeah yeah a lot of the lot of the really oh. vile horrible ones have come from ones that people that are really young um and I think that's what I think the age of the people sending these messages probably concerns me more than the physical message itself um so, I mean, I'm very fortunate to be in a position where I'm very headstrong and I've got a very good support network. So dealing with trolling, dealing with that with death threats is, you know, very, it's not easy, but it's a lot easier for me than for somebody without this, that same support. Um, yeah, I think for me, it was more concerning how old these people were that are sending them. Like at that age, I was probably playing football in a park. 
during my summer holidays rather than sending abuse or death threats to somebody who's almost double their age. Um, yeah, it's a very confusing situation to be in. Yes, um, I think it's just a strange thing, social media, because when people watch one reality show, I think some people find that the lines blur and they think they've almost can say whatever they want because like you who who would ever have been as a kid I wouldn't have ever thought of picking I mean social media didn't exist thank god but I would <laughs> never have dreamt of messaging an adult that kind of abuse like it no. to me it's just so bizarre and I give social media and there's so much more good than bad and I'm always keen to say because I feel like I do talk a lot about trolling but there is that element that to me it is quite a scary place that people just think that they can have have them kind of that them rights and them thoughts and, and tell you what mm. what they actually think to, to that degree. Like have an opinion, no one's gonna like everyone, that's fine, that's life. But physical death threats to me, it's just it's bizarre. it still blows my mind. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's it's very strange for me when people come up to me saying like, oh, I know you. Is it weird that I know you? And it's like, no, you know my name and the one hour clip that you've seen on that, that day. Um, you know, the people that know me are my closest friends and family. And when I've spoken out about trolling and like kind of spoken out in protection of other islanders, because at the moment their families and friends are the ones managing their social accounts and they don't need to see that either. Yeah. Um, I've had a lot of messages being like, well, if you put yourself in the spotlight, you deserve it. If you've said something or something's been put in a certain way on on the show, you deserve it. And I was like, there's a difference between criticism and trolling. Um, you know, you can criticise somebody's opinion, um, but when you start talking about their physical appearance and you start sending them violent messages, that's where the line is very much crossed. And by saying that you deserve it because you've put yourself in the public eye, you're making it acceptable and victim shaming, essentially. So... Um, it's even weirder. The, the more that I talk out about trolling and the more that I call trolls out and try, like call out other trolls in protection of other islanders, the more trolling I get. Yeah. So it's kind keeps, of worked in the... Yeah, it just keeps yeah. on repeating itself. And you'd, you'd like to think that somebody kind of saying that be kind message and reminding people of things that have happened in, his, in history in regards to trolling, you'd think it would kind of wake people up a little bit more and make them realise, you know, this is a person seeing this. But actually, it, it makes it worse. And I don't understand why, but it's not going to deter me from calling people out, really. Do, as, as a producer, I know that there's been a lot of talk in the past about um, providing support for Islanders once they've, once they've left the show. Have you, how have you found it with, with this series this year? Um, I found the support that I've got in terms of trolling to be excellent. Um, you know, I've made jokes to the welfare team and they call me so much. It's almost too much, but, um, <laughs> you know, they, they are really good in terms of checking up on you, not just even your mental health, but your physical health as well. I, I said to, I think I said, made a comment to someone to this morning that my limbs hurt, but it was like, it's self-conflicted from being out on, in my heels all weekend. Right. And they were like, oh, are you okay? Are you sure it's just you're tired? All of this stuff. So, you know, they are very, like, I've got very good support and that's why I feel like I'm strong enough to be able to deal with the trolling. And um, yeah, I think, you know, you don't want to pass it all to your friends because they might not be strong enough to deal with all of the trolling. So for me to have ITV to fall back on, that um, I couldn't be more grateful. Yeah, that's good. I think, and that's the key as well. The fact you know you've got that 
around you that support network and that's giving you strength that that's that's the best thing you can ask for because that just makes you feel like as much as a strong person as anyone is and having a thick skin it's still important to have them people around you yeah definitely and I think it's important to have open frequent conversations because you don't want to leave it to the point where it builds up and it's kind of too late to deal with it in that sense so yeah no um I couldn't ask for anything more at this point really I wanted to ask you, babes. Obviously, I I love the show, but and we can only see an hour a night, which really is edited out of a twenty-four hour day. What things do we not see behind the scenes when we sit on our sofa with our Maltesers watching for an hour? What are we not seeing? (laughs) Um, I think you know a lot of people think that it must get really boring because you only talk to you only pull each other for a chat. Or, you know, you don't really have anything to do during the day. But, you know, the Islanders, this series of we just make our own entertainment. Um, and I think it makes people's real personality shine through, like how fun people are, um, like the kind of humour that you have. I, I think, you know, there's, I, I haven't seen all of the unseen bits, but, you know, a lot of things I'm missing from unseen bits, like us messing around in the pool, playing games, just like dicking around, basically. Um, and I think, you know, it's, it doesn't fit necessarily the narrative of everyone's character. So it's probably why it doesn't really get shown. But, you know, I think it, when people say like, oh, well, you had an argument on screen together, we're actually our friends because that you've seen like 15 minutes happens in a day. If you live on top of each other in that small villa, yeah. almost 20 people for 24 hours a day, you are going to have tension at some point. But yeah, you, no, I think. Yeah, it's, of course. Yeah, it's, I think it's that stuff that I really wish people got to see more of. Like, like I think it was a bit after the hen and stag challenge where the girls were putting feathers in all the boys' belongings. Like, that was pretty much what villa life was like. Do you have any, do you look back at your, your time on the show and have any regrets or anything you'd done dif- do differently if you had your chance to do it again? Um, I don't have any regrets. Um, I did say before that I went in, I was like, I don't want to not have I don't want to have any regrets so I'm just going to do things as I normally would um even if it means really putting myself out of my comfort zone um I, you know I say true to myself I said what I mean I've obviously sometimes things get taken out of context but you can't change that like that's not down to to me personally it's down to the way things were portrayed and edited but um no I, I personally wouldn't do anything to me One Love Island to the next, shall we? I think we've got Jack White in. Yeah, Feel let's Love get Island face. Yeah, isn't it? We'll feel the love on the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Here he is. Hello, Jack. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. Guys, I must apologise, right? I am literally from play, like, A to B, like a madman today. So I'm That's having to be right. in the back of a car getting this done. No, don't worry. That's totally fine. Where are you off to? And you're exciting. Uh, I've got a video. There's a video shoot that I'm going to go shoot to. Um, I'm showing my face in, so just gonna go go there. You just gotta yeah. turn up and be like this in front of the camera, and then just, yeah, ten minutes just, done. Just show up, show up, have a good time. It's such a hard life, guys. Honestly, it's <laughs> so it. I don't know how you deal with it every day. How's it uh, all yeah. going, Jack? Going smashing well, it, man. Like, smashing it. Yeah, I appreciate. It. Thank you. Yeah, it's going really well, man. I'm just um, obviously released foolish, so just doing all the rounds now, doing all the all the press and, and the radio, and just pushing as much content out, and just making sure this goes as smooth as possible. Um, but I've got a wicked team with me with Island Records and Web Industries, so it's, it's doing really well, man. We've come together well. 
people should be able to, just because you've been on a reality show, I don't think that that should hinder people from taking other opportunities and doing other things. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and like this, I'm not, don't get me wrong, like being on um, Love Island definitely opened up a lot of doors that necessarily would never have been open for me if I was carrying on being a personal trainer in, in Chigwell. But, you know, the doors have opened and I'm not just going to stand there and look at the door being open. I'm going to roll through it. And I feel right now that's what I'm doing. But then again, saying that some doors closed when I went on to TV. So, you know, it's like swings and roundabouts. Can we see a potential collaboration with you and Wes? <laughs> Who knows? Do you know what? Who knows? If someone told me three years ago that I would have come off Love Island and, you know, I've been releasing music, I would be like, no way. So who knows? Who knows? Is it weird watching the show as an ex-Islander? When you sit and watch a series after you've been in it, do you see the show very differently? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know obviously what happens. So I know what happens, not behind the scenes, but I know I know what happens when the cameras are on, but what we don't see. So um, it is a bit strange. Like sometimes I feel like they're in my kitchen. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're in my bedroom. Like, get out. But um, no, it, it is funny. It is funny. And, you know, like anyone who goes into Love Island, whether or not it's for 10 minutes or you're there for four weeks, it's such a good experience. It's such a good experience. It's something that you will never, ever do again. And then is it like a weird thing because even if they're on a different series to you or whatever, you kind of end up bumping into each other at events and it's like it's like your mates or something because yeah. <laughs> you've gone through the same yeah. Is it a bit like that? Yeah, it is a little bit like that. I bumped into um, Aaron actually not too long ago um, on, on a shoot. And um, yeah, you know, he, he, I, he knows me because he watched my series. I've just watched his series because you do have that kind of connection and you've both gone through something that not many people can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always, you know... If they were someone was because one of the girls last year, I think it was 2019, bless her, she came up to me and she was asking a bit of advice. And I, and I was so for that because I know exactly what she was feeling. Yeah. She'd just come out of Villa, the whole world's like, well, especially the whole of the UK kind of know you. It's like a whirlwind. Um, and she was asking for some advice and I, I gave it to her, bless her. I sat down, I was in the middle of a rave sitting down with her. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny, it was funny. But yeah, you know, you, you're, you're kind of in that group. I'm trying to help people out. And what advice did you give her? <clears throat> I, I basically said, you know, yes, this is madness. And, you know, a lot of people know you. And a lot of, lot of people want to know you. But just make sure that you have your foundation set. You know, whether or not that's families at home. And when you go home, you close the door and you're, you're you know, I'm Jack when I'm at home. Do you know what I mean? I, I Jack, love Island Jack, you know, outside on the road and in events and parties, all the rest of it. But make sure that when you come home and, you know, you're around your friends, you're you. Don't try it. Don't, don't lose touch because it's very easy to be done. We do have Amber Gill here, um, so let's get her into chat. Amazing. We love a bit of Ams. Hello. Hello, Amber. You right, babes? Hi. You all right? Yeah, good, thank you. Trying, to, trying to keep busy. You know what yeah. it's like. Like most people, I think this third lockdown has kind of got to us a little bit. So ends in sight now, though. What have we got? Just less than four weeks till at least the restrictions yeah. ease up a little bit. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Mm-hmm. You, you obviously, um, you, I mean, you're worried about your spot, but you're fine. You've obviously had a bit of a, a bit of a weight loss journey, didn't you? In this, uh, well, not this lockdown previously, didn't you? You've, uh, you're looking fab. Thank you. Yeah, I did actually. Um, so in the first lockdown, I kind of, um, I kind of 
was just not being conscious of what I was doing. I think because lockdown was such like a foreign concept to everyone. Um, and I, I had gone from like a normal life to a crazy life for six months where I was traveling all the time and working all the time to literally being stuck in the house. And I think because of that, you know, I, I stopped, you know, working out. We were couldn't, we couldn't go to the yeah, gym. Nice. I wasn't really into home workouts before because I'm not um, like self-motivated. Like I need something else to sort of motivate us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found that I wasn't being conscious of what I was eating or anything like that. And I ended up putting on a bit of weight, but it, I didn't actually realize the weight. It was more the way that I was feeling in myself because I'm quite like a happy, positive person. And like, I just turned into like, not, I wasn't miserable, but I was just not myself. I wasn't being productive. You know, there is things that you can do in lockdown to sort of um, like better yourself. And I just was doing none of that. And then I got to a point, I was like, look, this needs to stop. And um, I did actually get some horrible comments on TikTok about my weight. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start exercising and see what happens. That's that's really terrible if that's what sparked it for you, though. I mean, I know you said you felt you didn't feel good, but is is the trolling that bad that it... you know what it's a, uh, it's not too bad for me you know I think I've got it quite easy in comparison to other people but it's still not nice mm. I wouldn't say it's the sole reason why or what affected us really badly because it was just a few comments here and there on TikTok but it did make us realize and look at myself and I was like oh and that's sort of after I noticed my mental health sort of dip and that was the next thing that sort of spurred us on to do it you know um do you think and I don't know if you've noticed but during the lockdowns, if you found that trolling gets worse, and I don't know if more people have got time on their hands, whether they're just spending most of the day on the internet, but if every lockdown it, there's just been like a surge in, in trolling, and I can't quite believe that everything we're going through globally, that people yeah. want to still inflict hurt and yeah. upset on people. To me, I will, I will never understand the concept of trolling. I don't know what goes through a troll's head. But with everything we're going through, why people would do it? It's just, I I do think that it's got worse since lockdown. It's disgusting. And I don't know why it's happened. And I think my take on it is that people are really unhappy with where they're at in their lives. And I think probably lockdown's taking a toll on them. And I don't know if this is just me being kind to people that I don't, I shouldn't really be kind to. But I think that people are struggling and then the turn to people like you and me and think that we've got perfect lives and we're not affected by anything and we're not normal, real human beings and they just start typing away anything that they can think of. And I, I, I'll never understand it because I would never do it. And I always sit and think like, before I had like any followers on Instagram, would I do this? Like, I definitely wouldn't. I would be embarrassed. I'd be mortified to do it. Um, but I think definitely as each lockdown goes on, it gets worse people are so judgy as well with what you're doing definitely and i wanted to ask you because i read something about you the other day funnily enough like and like me you come from a reality background but yeah. i read that you said you would vomit on the spot if you ever had to do celebs go dating so <laughs> which kind of <laughs> me crack, like, crack up laughing are you like are you completely over reality tv now or is it just celebs go dating no it's it's not even celebs go dating personally it was more like the whole dating reality tv show thing i think we're just that's where you came on... from <laughs> no but what let's say right what i've established is i am not good at dating 
it is bad to watch. I'm just not good. Like I interrogate people. Like I nitpick at everything that they say. It's not good. It's just not good. It's not good to watch. I'll do other reality TV shows, but just date it. Like if you watch Love Island, I'm just a nightmare every time you go on a date. Like it's just, I, I watch it back. I think just be nice. Like just be nice. But I like to just test them too much. So yeah, not for me. What would be the dream show? What's the dream gig? If I could say any show you want, you can have it. Any show? Like my own or one that's going already? Either or. Would you like your own or uh, a reality show that's out there? You can pick it. Um, It's your dream. My dream? I don't even know. I feel like everyone would say I'm a celebrity just because it's like that show, isn't it? But it's massive, if I was, isn't it? It's, so big. it's huge and it's so intense and it's like one of those crazy experiences you wouldn't get to do otherwise. But I think for my own show, it would just be me trying things because like just new things, like I don't know, snowboarding or eating something new, just because I think that a lot of the time people don't see different aspects of my personality and the way that I am. And I think I'm quite funny to watch, especially if I'm trying new things because I don't like like new things and I get a bit scared so I think that would be quite funny but I think for me it's all about like just making sure people understand who I am and I think I was really lucky in Love Island that I got a nice edit I mean people hate us at the beginning but that's whatever Um, I got a nice edit where people understood us at the end which I mean not everyone has has that luxury what about dance no no can you see yourself doing the bolero being span around with an head banger (laughs) you know what I don't I don't know if I could do it you know I don't know if I could do it I'm an okay ice skater I'm not gonna say I'm bad but the the finger what about your fingers fingers could get cut off like what you what am I gonna do then I don't know if any celebrities have actually had their fingers cut off yet but I mean yeah that's what say it can't happen in the future it could happen (laughs) it could happen and if I signed up it would it it's so slow. You'd be the mean? one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. That's all you need. Going to the hospital way, you need with, with your fingers in a bag of peas. <laughs> Ollie and Phil don't need it on a Sunday night. But I think you're so right. That show, the idea of that call coming in, I mean, never say never, because well, the boy's got a right, you know what I mean? But <laughs> terrifies me to the core because you're basically, you've got two blades on your feet. And TV or not, that, that that's a sheet of ice right there. So hats off to everyone that has the bravery oh. and the balls to get on there. 100%, 100%, definitely. What are you kind of hoping, obviously things are starting to open up now, you've got your app, um, uh, uh, that's right, isn't it? And that is, what's it called? Um, Amberflex. Amberflex, it's a web- website, yeah. Oh, it's a website, sorry, yeah. So, yeah. so you've got like a lot kind of, going on what are you hoping that the rest of the year will bring um well I'm really enjoying Amberflex at the minute and it's kind of new to it so I think just building on that you know I've started in the beginning stages and I just want to really fill it out with loads of different things that are like available to everyone so the reason that I did it is because I think well I do find myself quite relatable I'm not like I, I don't believe in people trying to reach unattainable goals and like you don't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go on three runs a day and work out five times a day or never have a cheat and never have a glass of wine so that's why I brought it out so I think just really pushing it out there to all those people all those normal people that have been you know having a tough time now and just getting them back in uh, exactly what I did really just improving their mental health um so I think there's a lot more to be worked on in that um section but skincare for me it's always skincare I mean saying that 
about me picking my spots, you know, <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> but um, obviously before Love Island, I was a beauty therapist and my forte was doing facials on people. I was the best at doing facials. So I think going down that route where, you know, my passion really lied beforehand as well. So I'm thinking about doing something to do with that. Well, as in a range of products or something? Or yeah, salon. potentially. I'm, I'm exploring the options. Not a salon, because I've, I've already got the salon with my auntie in Newcastle, but maybe like a, a range. Because I think for me, girls are obsessed with makeup and we need to get you obsessed with skincare because in order to have good makeup, you have to do your good skincare routine. And I think that that's an important thing for like young girls because they want to cover 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 and it's not about that it's about the basics the foundation and so that's why I wanted that's why I'm thinking about doing something along those lines Love Island's Jake Cornish here he is hello Jake (laughs) how you doing good thank you mate how are you oh not too bad I don't know if I'm on a come down of a hangover, or I'm getting a bug again. I don't know. I just saw this drink. Oh boy! <laughs> you had a messy weekend. Oh my god, messy ain't a word. Jesus. <laughs> what did Where, you get up yeah, to? Give us the details. What's the first oh, one? Mm-hmm. So I had a um. So I had, so me and Brad, uh, we had a celebrity football game on Sunday in Swansea for a, for a charity. Um, and I was wearing Swansea like before, and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Jesus, that same woman literally. Eat you alive in Wales, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it's mad. It was, it, was, it was a nice one. It was a good weekend to us, yeah. But um, yeah, I think I'm, just, I'm hanging still. Like my legs, I haven't run in about three years. Like, I'm off. Like, it's like a seven year old How are you finding all the female attention? I'm guessing you're getting plenty of it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a bit, it's a bit mad to be honest. Yeah, like, like never do I think I was going to go into a club and you literally like. Everyone's phones come out, everyone's heads turn, they're just screaming. I never in my life would I feel like that was going to be a thing, but obviously it is. What's the craziest way that a girl has tried to get your attention? What's, uh, to push, I don't know. I mean, like, I get a lot of DMs and I don't... It's been that bad. I'm not no, but... Um, I don't know, probably girls before have said, like, um, oh, I need to go to the toilet. Can I, can I use your toilet in your, in your hotel room? And I'm like, come on now, like, really? It really yeah. <laughs> for that, like. <laughs> like, really, if you're going to try and chat with someone that, don't say, can I use your toilet? Like, come yeah. on. Come with some better lines than that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And how are the DMs? Are they looking quite healthy, Jake? Uh, yeah, honestly, when I, when I, I mean, when I come out, it was, I was getting a lot of shit. Like, when I come out and I got my phone out of the villa, it was, like, I was looking at it and I was going, Jesus Christ, like, I've never in my life experienced anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was getting death threats, I was getting this, I was getting that. Stuff about don't leave your house. Like, for example, like, the worst one was, oh, don't leave your, don't walk. Because I've got two nieces and they mean the world to me and they're two and seven. Mm. Um, and obviously I've got a lot of pictures of them. And one of them, the worst one I've seen was, don't walk the streets with your niece because I'm going to slice you up in front of her. And I was thinking, I'm coming home. I'm thinking, I'm coming home from... Mallorca to then see my nieces thinking shit can I even take them to the park like, do you know what I mean it like, plays in your yeah. mind because you're not used to it you don't know what's happening and when you see that it's like wow like people really sit behind their phone and say that it's, it's, it's mm. disgusting it's yeah, disgusting and the craziest 
the craziest thing is that if they were to see you on the street, they'd be like, oh my God, Jake, can we get a selfie? Do you and know what is, I mean? They would never say that to your face. And it's this is mad. I know a girl that was um, was slating me off uh, when I was in the show. And I seen a girl at the train station um, and she was like, oh my God, Jake, we supported you. Can I have a picture? I'm like, hang on a minute. No, no, no. You was literally <laughs> hounding me. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, you got to be obviously, you got to be, you got to take in consideration. You got to be nice to everyone, blah, blah, blah. But, when you get someone who's completely slagging off the whole time, I'm getting told, I'm getting shown from the boys and all this. And then I'm like, now you want a selfie because I'm back. Like, come on, Jake. Yeah. How do you deal with trolling, Jake? Because it ain't a nice thing to experience, is it? To Nothing can you, prepare I, you. I'm, um, I mean, when they went in the show, it was like, oh, how are you? How would you deal with things? Like, to be honest, I'm very thick-skinned, so it don't bother me. Like, I can see a comment and be like, <laughs> do you really think I'm going to get upset over a comp? Do you know what I mean? Like, that was the only yeah. one that really got to me. So I'm thinking that's like, that involves my nieces, my mm-hmm. family. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. in reality, like I said, I don't, I don't get nothing that no more. When I come out, it was bad. Like, and now I don't get it. And like I said, seeing a comment don't really bother me to on the show because yeah. <laughs> if they want to really try and insult someone over something on a TV show, then I mean, it's, 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 they're entitled to, but I ain't going to see it. Mm-hmm. I, I course, mean, I'm yeah. all for, I'm like, everyone's entitled to opinions. We all have them. That's fine. So that I don't mind. But like I say, when it becomes a death threat and it becomes, Ooh. to me, that becomes something completely yeah. different. That's no longer an opinion. And when you're talking about chopping someone up in front of their niece, do you know what I mean? That that ain't an that's opinion mental. anymore. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it completely crosses lines. But I'm glad that's kind of calmed down a bit for you now. Yeah, like I said, I, I didn't. Even, I didn't know if it was ever going to calm down or if that's just a new life where you're going to get threats and stuff. But now, I don't. I, I literally don't. I might get the old comment here and there, like online. But when I'm out and about, to me, like I said, it's if you put your phone away, social media's away, you're your own person. I'm going the streets and be absolutely fine. Everyone wants pictures, have a chat with them. But when you get your phone back, because it's a new life, you've got the phone life in your real life. To me, I love. I prefer living in the real life than the phone life. And yeah, if people, and some people are different. Some people love the phone life than the real life. Well, it, I always get asked, do, would you would you ever want to give up social media? And like in Q and A's, I'm thinking, yeah. If someone's going to say to me, would you rather give up like social media and live in the real world? I'm like, that's that's not even an answer. Do you know what I mean? There's no debate about mm-hmm. it because mm-hmm. it's just not real in the, the day. No, exactly. Jake, obviously, no. I've got to talk to you about Love Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for this. We were trying to. <laughs> I was uh, waiting for this. <laughs> how did you find your time in the villa? How was your experience? So it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. I mean, obviously, I've never experienced that in my life. I mean, it was very. I mean, I just remember it like that. Like from day, I remember day one like that mm-hmm. because it was like so. You walk down the villa and you're like, you're looking. You just your head's not in it. You're just like, what the hell? Like I'm here. So there's all these cameras. There's like. Like a show you've watched for the past say five years, six years, and you're on that show. Like it was, it was mad. I mean, it was a good, very good experience. I mean, it, it was just something I never in my life thought I'd do. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a good crack. I was there. For, do you know what I mean? I'm having fun, and that was the main thing. Amazing, amazing. Well, Jake, it's no secret that obviously you know um, there were talks about you not being genuine or being genuine. <laughs> what are your opinions on that? <laughs> I laugh, honestly, like, so, so when, obviously when in the villa, you don't see anything, you don't know anything from the outside. When I come out and I see, like, oh, I think it would have been after Casa, I'm more like, oh, Jake's playing a game, he's not genuine, he's not this, he's not that, and I'm thinking, r- like, really, like, if I wasn't so, 
genuine or chasing the money, then surely someone would have stayed to the end. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you kind of think, you weigh things up, like, and that's what got me the most, I think, out of the whole experience of people saying he's not genuine. Because I've always worn heart mm. and sleeve, and I'm very black and white, I've got no filter. And then when you get, when you hear that I'm not genuine, or, or other islanders saying, oh, I don't think genuine, he's playing the game, I'm thinking, you've got, to, you've got to bite your tongue and just take it, I suppose. Of course. Everyone's like I said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And if I mean I don't if the, to me, the opinions that matters the most to me is the, the people around me that are close to me. Do you know what I mean? Because I'll go to them yeah. for advice. Mm-hmm. If someone who I've known for four or five weeks got an opinion, that's entitled to them. That is mm-hmm. not a problem. So yeah, it was uh yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> where's the you at now? Are you ready to start dating again? Are you looking to date? Well, to me, I'm 24. I've always, I've always said, like, to me, I've always wanted an Essex bird, a, a blonde Essex girl. I don't know what I've always got to <laughs> I'm not kind of looking for it. I mean, to me, it's something that I want to happen naturally. So if I'm out and I meet a girl, I mean, I'm not going to go out of my way to kind of look for it. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm open to, uh, to, to, find, to find a girl. Yeah, I mean, and like I said, I've only been into, into blonde. So, I mean, I never really dated a brunette. So, who knows? I might be a brunette. <laughs> Who do you still speak to from the villa? So I speak to obviously everyone in a group chat, but the group chat is it's no longer really. Is it dead? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so me put. So I speak to. So when you come out, it's just bang, bang, bang. So the first week, it's are oh, we doing this of event, course. this event, blah, blah, blah. So I speak to obviously Brad, Liam, Danny, um, Tyler. Oh, Tyler. I mean, he's he is jokes. Tyler is jokes. But, <laughs> um, Aaron Francis. I mean, I'll, I'll speak to. I'll speak to him here and there if they like message on Instagram that, but really on WhatsApp where you're going to speak to them, it's like an handful of the lads. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's probably six of the lads I speak to, and I don't speak to any of the any of the girls. I was going to say the girls, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm like a lone wolf. That's like they're there. I'm like just gone this way. <laughs> so what happened with the group chat with all the islanders? Did people just start exiting the group, or did you lose nah. the group? Or no, no, no. So everyone's. I believe everyone's still in the group. Um, I just think because it's like, for example, Liam, I've never known someone so bad with their phone. You speak to Liam on a Monday, he reply on a Thursday, yeah? Oh, like, God. oh I hate that. He don't I'm, blue tick you, does he? Leave oh. you on red. No, no, no. He, he just don't read it. He just oh. don't read it. And that drives me spare. Um, mm-hmm. So I think because everyone's so kind of busy now, everyone's finding their feet, they're signing deals, etc. So everyone's kind of a bit all over the place. Like when I come out of the villa, I had 7,000 WhatsApp messages. It was mental. And I was like, hell. It took me about three weeks to kind of just go through and just, you know, tick things off. But um, yeah, no, everyone's still in it. They talk about events here and there, but I just think it's people going their separate ways. So I was when you're in the villa, you go, I want to do this, I want to do this. Or when we get out, we'll meet it. In reality, yeah, it I never mean, happens, sadly. Nah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> don't, it don't happen. That's reality. No. That is that is reality. It just don't happen. No, no, especially the fact that everyone's so geographically, you know, spaced and stuff. It just doesn't yeah. help either. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, obviously, Brad coming down um, from Newcastle on on Friday and stayed at mine. It was last because he was here all weekend. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's here all weekend. We have a good crack together, and I took him to the airport at five in the morning, Monday morning, and now. He's back up in Newcastle. I'm not going to see him until, well, probably two weeks now. Do you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you're always doing different things, which, and that's why I will see everyone and say, oh, you're going to move in together. You're going to do this together. And it's just, yeah. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> why did I do 
that was coming. I knew that was coming. I mean, you, you set yourself up for that one. So. I, I mean, I did. I think I, I, yeah, I think I did. I put, I, I think I literally put the ball on the on the cone, ready for conversion for rugby. Just kicked that straight <laughs> off. I literally set myself up. Um, there's talks of it. There's talks. Me and Brad, we wanna, we do wanna live together. But like I said, it's if it would, it would probably be like Manchester way because my agent yeah. Liverpool. But I wanted to move Essex or Manchester, so it could be one or the other. We're not kind of we're just like I said we're finding our feet now on what we're gonna do and yeah and then yeah then we'll see but like I said still early days at the moment because we've just um we've just come out of the contract of ITV so now you're kind of getting work coming in so you just yeah going like that whenever I speak to Islanders that have done the show I'm like but what do we not see at home because obviously all TV shows reality or not have to mm. be edited especially a show when you're mm-hmm. living in a house or a villa for 24 hours, you can't just play yeah. that because that'd be a whole day's worth of telly. So yeah. when they're condensing it down to 60 minutes, what aren't we seeing when we're sat on our sofa at nine o'clock tuning in? What what don't we see, Jake? Obviously, there's bits and bobs. Um, I can't really say too much of secrets because that would kind of give everything away. But there's obviously, obviously the, the food, for example, you, you don't see none of us eating dinner or, or lunch. Do you know what I mean? You don't see none of that. Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, with you, I'm not actually seen this year's. I've watched any of the episodes because I know if I watch the episode, I think my house will be a climbing frame. So I don't think I'll be watching them anytime soon. Have you not? Nah, nah, nah. I've just seen like clips. You're not even a little curious. Nah, I watched it. No, that's a lot. I watched the first episode, walking down. Um, yeah. And that was it. I think if I carry on watching this. As it gets on, I think this. Um, I think the house will be upside down. I think there's no <laughs> way. <I'll be> <laughs> it's like, there's no way because I'm like a caged animal. I can't be in one place. And when I'm watching something, I think, oh my god, that's not real. Like, oh, yeah. You know I mean? I'll be kind of kicking me feet and stuff. Um, yeah. So obviously the dinner and the, and the lunch you don't see. What else is there? You probably wouldn't see um, without giving anything away. Because I'm not allowed. I, I can't really. Because they'd be giving the whole show away if I did, and then it be wouldn't be enjoyable to watch. Um, is there any part of the villa? Do you clock as an island? Do you think, right, there's a corner here that a camera can't see us or that there's this <laughs> little bit behind it? Is there like a, what do you call it? A, a blind, blind spot. spot? <laughs> to be honest with you, I literally, I think you are literally monitored 20, every second of the day. I mean, I was getting a bollock all the time because I was showering outside naked and you're not allowed to shower naked. <laughs> We didn't see that. Exactly. There you go. We didn't see that. We didn't say that. Like, that's one oh, what they've cut. So they've cut. So for me, like when they're saying you've got to shower with your trunks, I'm thinking, well, don't shower with trunks and aims. So what am I going to do here? Like, yeah. I, I, ain't got no, I ain't got nothing to hide, so I'm happy just to get naked. <laughs> so, uh, so I was showering naked outside, and then a lot of the lads were in their pants doing that. And then obviously, you get told you've got to, um, you've got to put your trunks on to shower and stuff. And then, like, even. I mean, I don't know what else you want. Um, there's no blind spot. There's definitely no blind spot because when I was with the boys, I mean, the only thing out of everything would be the pool. When you're in the pool, there's no mic. So you can kind of probably, you can kind of talk about little bits here and there because they, mm. there's no mic. you know what I mean? Yeah, um, get away with a little bit of combo. You're going to get away with it. And then that's why I was getting in trouble. I, I mean, I was, I won't get in trouble. I was getting top of locks. And, he was always in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder my tan's gone because I was always under, underwater in the pool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that there, there definitely was no blind spots. You are literally monitored wherever you walk. Your mics are on. Even if you go to the toilet downstairs, um, I'll go in with a bo- So I'll be brushing my teeth and say, like, Liam would come in and we'd have a little conversation and straight away on the mics, it'd be like, 
Liam, Jake, come out the toilets, get out the toilets, because we'll be having <laughs> chat and stuff. So, yeah, they're definitely blind spots in that place, no way. Oh, I, no. I guess they're two on the ball for that. This ain't their first rodeo now. No. Like, no. Years, they're like, right, we have probably made sure every single inch, inch. of that villa is on camera. <laughs> Yeah. Literally, like literally, when you're showering, you hear his camera go and stares right at you, like oh yeah, that gives you PTSD. Like you can't even shower in peace. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he was stood there naked. That's why the camera was. Going. <laughs> I think Hello, there was. Jakey. I think there was. I think there was someone in London playing with a camera going. <laughs> <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this Love Island special. We'll be back in the new year with one more special episode, looking back over our favourite Towie interviews from 2021. Have a great new year, guys.